And it's going to be Ephesians 6. Yes, from 17 to 18. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen. Thank you for reading that. And finally, we've gotten to the only armor that is used for offense. We're literally using it against him. We're proactive, basically, with this armor. And it says that the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And as we go into this study today, I want to give a little background about this war we are in. Because when we talk about the sword of the Spirit, we're like, okay, what does this sound like? It's a sword. Do I have to carry a physical sword? Figure out what this is. It's, it's not anything that is difficult to figure out. The truth of the matter is when we gave our lives to Jesus Christ, we entered into a spiritual war. Because now we moved from one kingdom through Jesus Christ to the kingdom of our God, which is the kingdom that Satan is against. And Satan wanted to be God, and God decided to go create beings that are in his image. So basically what Satan wanted, he did not receive, he didn't get, rather he was cast out from God's kingdom. And God goes ahead to make many beings that are like God. And so that really upset him. So whether we are a peaceful person, whether we are joyful people, whether we are nice people, that is not the thing. The thing is, this is spiritual. It's one kingdom against the other. So it's not necessarily that you did anything wrong. For the fact that you joined the camp of God and that the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from the things that the enemy holds you captive, that is a reason for you to be in this war. And you say, Nadia, how does this happen? Look at opposing teams. I heard that football or in basketball, what the opposing teams do is they have clips or videos of their opponents and they watch them thoroughly. They see all their weak sides. All this person is stronger when you come at their right side. So always come at their left side. I know you guys watch a lot of sports. When I used to watch a lot of soccer, you see if the goalkeeper loses on the left side of his court, especially when there's a penalty. You see everybody that comes, they want to go that left side. Because if one person makes a mistake and goes to the goalkeeper's right side, the goalkeeper is stronger on that side, so he'll catch the ball. And you see that person so disappointed because they already took time and watched this person and saw their weak spot. It's the same thing even with wrestlers. Okay, Scripture says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. If you notice wrestlers, they will hit their opponent, maybe on the ankle or maybe on the head or somewhere. And I notice that the more you watch, you see them, they keep hitting that place. How is that scheming? Like, why? That place is already hurt. They're already limping. Why is this person still hitting there? And then Ime tells me, because he wants to completely disarm his opponent. He wants to make sure that that place hurts him so bad that he cannot proceed anymore. So I want you to imagine that this opposing kingdom is watching us all. There's a movie on how we have been wrestling, on how we've been fighting, and they are watching us. Because when we gave our lives to Christ, God assigned ministering angels to us. In the same way, 
Satan also placed demons who will monitor us and locate our weaknesses so that they can come in the areas of our weaknesses. And it's very easy. It's as easy as going down the bloodline. Have the parents been alcoholics? Have they been sexual abuses? Have they been childhood molestations? And all this is done in the spirit realm. And I know that it's hard for us to believe, but this is a spiritual battle. And that's why the weapon you are using is spiritual. It is not physical. And Paul made a point to say that there is indeed a wrestle. You don't wrestle with your friends. You wrestle with your enemy. And as these demons are seeking to be favored by their leader, just like the angels will return and say, oh, I achieved the assignment of God when Daniel was praying and fasting for 21 days to understand. An angel was released to give him the answer. And then there was a demon opposing that angel. Daniel was not aware of this until the angel came and gave him this information. You and I may not be privy to information about our own personal battles. But scripture has showed us over and over that the real enemy is not in the seen realm. And that's why we don't look at humans. That's why we don't fight with humans. That's why we have an offensive weapon to use against the enemy. We have made teachings on Esau when he was famished. And Jacob used that opportunity to give him red stew and take his birthright. It is about your identity. It's about your personhood. It's about your anointing. It's about your call. And so it happened with Jesus. Jesus was fasting. And what was the first thing the enemy used? I mean, it makes very logical sense. If you want to see how the enemy will attack you, just look at the things that you are in need of in that moment. And you will see that he has found an area of weakness. And he will come on that left side that we are not as strong on as we are on the right side. And he will try to attack us on the left side. So when we take all those armor, we protect ourselves. Having protected ourselves from all the fiery darts of the enemy, we need to hold our sword of the Spirit. This sword is empowered by the Spirit of God. Once you take it on, this sword is not powerful sitting on the shelf. It's not powerful sitting in your car. It's not powerful sitting anywhere. It is powerful when it comes out of your mouth. You believe it, the Holy Spirit activates it. And you are able to pierce through the darkness and overcome the enemy. You pierce and pierce and pierce him. The more he comes on your left side, you use that offensive weapon to pierce him. And you do not back down because he believes that sooner or later you will give up. That word of God is powerful in your mouth. So you use it. The spirit realm understands the word of God. That is the weapon it understands. When Satan came to Jesus, said, are you not the son of God? It was a word he used and it makes you feel doubtful. And many of us go through things as we're suffering through them. We begin to doubt. That is the intent, to doubt. Why will God the Son come to earth and have to fast, have to go through that temptation? It is what every one of us will go through. None of us is exempted. That's why Paul says, do not count it strange when you face all these fiery trials and tribulations. 
It's not a strange thing. It's what every one of us will go through in life. This is how the enemy makes sure that he wins. And this is how we make sure to let him know that he has lost long before he came. That we can see him from a mile away as a loser. And that is the confidence that will make us to use the only weapon that he understands. You know, most of us think that's this thing that became very popular. It's like, not today, Satan. And it was so cliche and so cool. I'm not saying use the word of God verbatim, but you use the word of God. If you're sick, saying, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. That is the sword you use. You even use it, even before sickness comes. You use it over yourself. You use it over your loved ones. This is our offensive sword. We use it even when we have no clue that that attack is coming to our door. And even when we're in the deepest of attacks, we keep using that word because the enemy will engage all the senses. He will engage our physical senses, attack our bodies. He will engage our emotional senses, have people hurt us. He will engage our mental senses, speak to us in voices that are not of God for us to agree with. He will come at us in all these areas. It's not always what you can see. But before these things show up in our mental, our physical, our emotion, I want us to understand that it's already taking place in the spirit realm. That is where it begins. That is where the warfare is. And it's as tangible as fighting in the physical. And it's stronger because something is at stake. You are valuable. You are worth everything that Jesus Christ paid the price for you to be. And so that hurts the enemy because you are so worth all of that.